Hi, and welcome to the Overclock.net podcast live on Twitch. Uh, with me, as usual, is Bonsai Tree. How's it going, E? Cynical Unicorn. They're going to replace me. Guys, save me. And our wonderful special guest, Jim from Case Labs. How are you doing, Jim? Good. How's it going, guys? Doing Not well. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for bearing with us. You know, we do appreciate that. Honestly, this isn't even the longest delay we've had, nor is it the most disastrous uh, uh, example of my um, technical prowess. Well, Th- this is that, true. That's, that, that, that's, that's pure and utter lies. We're, we're very professional. First time this has ever happened. I can't believe this is happening. So, you know, <laughs> we professionals. But yeah, we're, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Jim, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about Case Labs in general? Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I guess I am the uh, one of the owners. My brother and I are, are both partners in the business. I'm the president of the company. We started uh, this whole venture back in about, oh gosh, 2011, I think. And uh, actually 2010, I started designing the first uh, M8 case. And, uh, you know, surprising enough, it sort of caught on. And uh, we've been making uh, cases ever since. I mean, that is awesome. It, your, repu- your reputation is, you know, up there for the wonderful build quality. Um, you know, I've had the fortunate, wonderful hands that I haven't washed since touching a Case Labs case. Um, they're filthy at this point, but uh, I just, yes. I can't bring myself to do that. But they they are really, really well built. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm a fan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, Case Labs caters. You would, I would say, you're generally to the high end, higher end of the PC enthusiast market, correct? Yes, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, we've introduced a few new models that you know move down that line a little bit, like with the Bullet series that we have. But for the most part, yeah, we're we're fairly high end. No, but you know what? I think, uh, like Wolf said, you do a good job with the high end because, man, uh, when I first came on to Overclock.net a while ago, the forums. I think the first nice build I saw was in a Case Labs case. I'm not sure which one it was offhand now, but I was just struck. And that was my first taste of high-end PC, a high-end PC enthusiast build. And it blew me away. Like, you can do... There's some builders like B-Negative, who we had on last week, who can do some crazy stuff in some uh, some Case Labs cases. It's That's the, one of the best parts of this whole thing, is seeing what some of the other builders do out there. Like, I, you know... Be negative or uh, Richard Keir or Pope. Uh, there's you know, several of them, but it's it's fun to see what they do with these cases. No, for sure. Yeah, and and I mean, one of the things I think that separates you guys from the pack, besides you know the the nice build quality, um, it is the fact that they're so spacious. Um, you know, you're not digging around. Um, you know scraping up your hands and and getting you know messy there's room for things there's room to work uh for water cooling builds i mean they are ideal they are wonderful wonderful for that not just room to build but also room to show off all of these uh like sleeved cables your um so much room for activity says simmons uh but yeah stuff like sleeved cables you've got your uh your fancy schmancy hard tubing like all sorts of really really cool stuff like that uh yeah uh that's uh you know one of the things that i really wanted to have in the case is when we first started actually i had you know been building systems for over 20 years 
and had a long list of pet peeves about cases that were out there. So I thought, well, if nothing else, at least I'm going to get a case that I want. So yeah, having room, I just one of those guys who have big hands and I just hate getting into these tiny cramped little tiny areas. So it was, that was just something I did for myself and it seems to have caught on with some other people. So that's great. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm a big guy and I got big sausage fingers and I, I have a heck of a time routing cables and trying to make things look, look all purdy. <laughs> and my, uh, I would definitely take a good look at a case labs case, uh, as my next one for sure. And speaking of those, since we're talking of large spacious cases and all that, the latest rage, it seems to be dying off a little bit, but the latest rage seems to be small form factor for the past couple of years and still today. Um, so I know you guys, as we briefly touched on the bullet case line, is this your first real foray into the small form factor market? Uh, I think that would be a safe yes. Uh, we attempted it to some degree with the Mercury line with the S3, but the S3 is still an awfully large case for an ITX form factor. It was something that we had that was you know designed for unlimited water cooling. So Bullet was a design concept that we came up with that was definitely smaller. Uh, the uh, ITX version is 20 liters, which is still not super small for ITX, but the ATX version of it is 30 liters. And that's relatively small for an ATX form factor. Interestingly enough, uh, I came up with that when I was at PDX LAN and I was looking around at all the people that were gaming there and it just had this idea, what would these people want? What would I want if I was dragging my system around everywhere? Because my personal system in an SMA eight is uh, actually a hundred pounds. So <laughs> moving that around is <laughs> definitely a problem. So yeah, and we've taken it to PDX line a couple of times, but yes, it's a chore to get it there. So um, we wanted to see what we, I, I wanted to see what I could come up with with something smaller and actually it ended up being designed at the event for the most part. So that was pretty cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> Design on the fly. So, Looking at the uh, bullet cases, you have the BH2, BH2, and BH7, um, ITX, MATX, ATX, respectively. Uh, so from the sounds of it, you've really just like expanded these horizontally to accommodate the bigger motherboard as well as the additional expansion slots. Is that right? Like otherwise, they're more or less the same box? Yes, they're very similar. Um, the overall dimensions are actually almost identical. Uh, just they just got a little wider as he hit, you know, the added PCI slots. Now the ATX version we had to allow for a full size power supply. Uh, the both the uh, ITX and MATX we used an SFX power supply because they were getting up to now seven eight hundred watts. So for the most part, that seems yeah. to work for those smaller builds. But yes, SFX the, is starting to be uh, pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, definitely. We have them running in a couple of our systems here, and I'm actually quite impressed with them. Yeah, I, I do think you... though. Um, 30 liters for an ATX case? I want to say my MATX case right now is 40 liters um, housing a single GPU. Like, that's not a whole lot of room to cram in a lot of hardware. But then, uh, to contrast with that, the 20 liter MITX case is definitely on the larger size of them. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, we've, the problem that, that we've had, at least part of our, you know, corporate concept, if you will, is that we've really liked the idea of being able to customize the build and be able to you know do things that you want and that as you get into these really tiny builds the problem with it is that you start wrapping yourself around very specific hardware and very specific build 
you know, methodologies. And we've, I've always kind of shied away from that. So I don't know that we'll ever be heavily into the ITX market. I mean, as it is now, it makes up about three or 4% of our market. ATX makes up um, about 85% of what we do. So it's, I don't know that we'll ever get into that little tiny shoebox, you know, kind of build. Yeah, you know what? I, I mean, think... <laughs> no, go on, Bonsai. Sorry. I, no, I'm sorry. I think that, you know, you, you find one thing that you're good at and you do it. I think it's a great idea that you're coming up with the bullets because, like you said, Sony wants just a well-built, on the smaller side kind of case. Uh, we'll pick one of these up. The guy going for, okay, I want the smallest possible shoebox <laughs> that I can cram a PC into might not be interested, but... If someone wants something really well built and small, uh, small enough to carry to a LAN or something like that, then there you go. That's kind of. <clears throat> I bought a new case a while ago, and I was gonna do a uh, custom water loop, and then I, for whatever reason, I had some other expenses come up, and I just never ended up completing it. But I thought about swapping my components into my new case. Then I realized I take my computer once in a while down to my friend's place, an hour and a half away, and we have miniature LAN parties. Nothing crazy. But lugging that case around, I have a standard, on the small side, ATX case. And the new one was a full-size, large ATX case. Really nice, big window and everything. But carting that around was going to be a lot more work. And a lot harder to lug around than the case I was in. So I just haven't swapped it. And I still have this case sitting here. So I think especially if you have the money... I. I would almost consider, I'm, I'm looking at these bullet cases and they're tempting me. Well, good. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because uh, from my own, you know, personal builds, I, you know, I have the, the, the big, you know, Zeus, the big SMA8 build, which is, you know, a monster. But uh, I decided to go ahead and build a, uh, an MATX um, system in, in a BH4. And I have to admit, it's just, you know, being small and so easy to drag around. Uh, just being able to take it to an event like PDX, I was actually the reason I built it was to be able to take it to other events. So I have all my software and CAD stuff and everything else. I could take it with me easily. But uh, in the process, I've actually we've converted about two or three machines here in the office to bullet cases because they're just small and easy to move around and don't take up much space. So uh, we see, you know, it, it seems to be the direction that a lot of people are going. And now the, the big cases, of course, will still be around forever for the big builds. Oh, but yeah. uh, you can't do a big show. Well, I don't think you can really do a big showcase justice if you're not using a larger case. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we have a question from the chat from the Twitch chat. VSG28 says, "Jim, any news on the latest addition to the Bullet series teased on Facebook?" Uh, uh yes. We that we're calling it the BX8 because it's a little more extreme version if you will of the bullet series and i didn't want to confuse it with the dimensions of the other bullet cases it's an atx case it's it's a it has eight pci slots uh it's it's larger it's about 40 liters and it's more geared to either big tower coolers big um, air-cooled gpus or there's definitely more room to set up you know, custom loops in that case so it's still relatively small at 40 liters but you can definitely set up uh, at least a pair of 240s, and we're looking at it. I think you, we will be able to get a pair of 280s in there. Serious question. Is this a world exclusive? Yes, definitely. 
Yeah, no. boys. World oh, exclusive. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, Jim, uh, you have something else to announce to our listeners about that, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, we'll be making an announcement uh, probably in the next day or two that we will be giving away in a contest on OCN uh, the first production uh, BX8 case. Now, how awesome is that? Not only did we get a world exclusive, but we also have an awesome giveaway. I mean, that's just killer. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for whoever's going to get this case because, as I said, I'm I I kind of want to enter it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm excited for myself too. <laughs> <laughs> no, cynical. No, but seriously, Jim, thanks a lot for offering one of those up and. Seriously, guys, check it out because I'm not just trying to shill. I honestly really like the bullet cases. And uh, to have one given to you would be pretty nice. Especially you said the first production uh, version of this case, right? Yes, it'll be the first one off the line. Oh, and they come in uh, that is so cool. ones. Come in like all these colors. Tangerine, lime. Hang on, is there a, is there a pink one? Of course he wants pink. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. Although we did do a custom thing for PDX land for the uh, breast cancer awareness build. Oh, that's just cool, man. I know you guys, you know, definitely have, uh, you know, I, I, I would imagine you guys get some pretty, pretty, uh, crazy requests for some custom stuff. Maybe, um, do you guys get like any other colors or anything like that, that typically, you know, you don't, you wouldn't do, however, on special request and, you know, for the right amount of money would, you know, is there anything crazy you guys have done? Uh, we generally don't get a chance to do too many really custom things anymore. Just unfortunately, the production requirements kind of force us to streamline things quite a bit. But for a special case of sponsored application like the, you know, breast cancer awareness case, or there's the, the case that we did for B negative, uh, you know, special things like that will sometimes we'll go ahead and do something a little different. Yeah. I mean, that's just awesome. It, it, the fact that, um, you know, so many of the sponsored builds I've seen, I've seen some really cool stuff. I, I love like a lot of the two tone builds. Um, that's, just one of the one of the great things you know when you have especially when you have like uh the um interior a uh, different color than the exterior i think is like a really nice contrast for some of those builds uh i agree i i really uh like to and my my personal build is that set up that way i've got a white interior on my sma8 with a dark metallic exterior and with uh rgb lighting inside it's really cool because it you get the effect of it the white you know, really is a good uh, backdrop for the different kind of lighting. So it's kind of cool that way. Oh, that sounds amazing. And speaking of these kind of ideas for lighting and all that, Rad Active Lobster on the OCN forums, we posted a thread about that we were going to have you on, had some people asking questions. And Rad Active Lobster, I'm going to paraphrase their first question. Basically, how do you come up with features and options in your cases? And what's the design process? And how do you have keep doing something fresh and avoid kind of consciously or unconsciously um, mimicking someone else's efforts. Maybe if someone's doing something, Oh, it's some neat design. Uh, I know a lot of music, someone will play a riff and it's been done before. They might not even realize it until later, but how do you keep things fresh and what's the actual design process that you go through when designing a case? 
Uh, the design process is basically a consultation between me, myself, and I. <laughs> uh, but, but yes, uh, you know, I, I look at things that are being done, and I, that's difficult because you're right. I, we don't want to necessarily copy what other people are doing, but at the same time, we want to see where the industry is going. I love seeing um, custom builds and the you know case mods, that, that, especially on OCN. Those are great for us to see, kind of get an idea of what people are trying to do. Uh, with respect, you know, to features on a case, you know, I think the whole industry, we you know, we'll see, we'll all see something that looks kind of cool or, or a good idea. And I think what makes it unique to an individual case builder is that they'll take their own, you know, their own take on an idea, and they'll incorporate it in their own unique way. Uh, the only thing I would have, you know, issues with maybe or would be in the instance where you just simply take, you know, carry it over without any modifications, without making it their own. And, uh, you know, just to the point where it's it's hard to, from the consumer's point of view, it's hard to see the difference between what one company has done and what another company has done. But yes, yeah, I think I we can, all... uh, I can imagine that Case Labs wouldn't like that. Well, you know, we all, but we all come up with ideas. We're not, you know, we certainly don't have, you know, any kind of, you know, thing on, on our ability to come up with ideas. There's a lot of good ones in the industry. And we all kind of look at what each other is doing and uh, say, hey, yeah, that's, that's neat. Now, how could we, what can we do with that? And what can we do to make it better? And I think that's, if everybody takes that approach, then that's better for the industry as a whole. You know, I, I agree with you there, and I think uh, without saying anything, I think we can all uh, have some companies in mind that might tend to mimic certain things of others, and I don't think Case Labs is one of them. Definitely so, Corsair. Just throw it out. Cynical. Oh, cynical. Oh, You're but... so cute. Thanks. <laughs> But speaking of, since we're on the whole topic of design as well, I had a, several people such as Obikenobi27, and I'm going to keep pronouncing it that way, uh, from OCN and Chocolate Nachos from Reddit, asking, is Case Labs looking to expand their design and quality to other, other areas of the PC market? For example, mice, keyboards, water cooling, monitor mounts. I had some people asking about fans or AIO coolers, anything like that. Uh, in general, I think it's safe to say that we're not looking at things that we would have to simply rebrand, which would include fans and keyboards and uh, you know things along those lines. It, things that we could actually design and make on our own, possibly monitor mounts. Uh, ironically, we're actually making you know, something similar for one of our other customers. But uh, you know, things that we can actually you know design ourselves and hopefully bring something new to the table. Uh, I'm not a huge fan at this point of just simply rebranding something else. You know what? I'm glad you're saying that because I find so often there will be one manufacturer of a product and five companies selling it. It happens all the time. And I, again, I keep jumping to the car world just because I see a lot of that there where uh, Boost Solenoid or something, it'll be five different brands. It's the exact same product, different brand name on it. The same company, same, you know, same everything. And it's it's disheartening to see, in my mind, if you're going to offer something, offer something unique. And I'm glad that you're you're sticking to that. On the other hand, it, well, I don't know if it would be free money or not, because so many people are, like, offering their gaming mice and their keyboards and whatnot. Uh, and EK just has it really, um, what's the word? 
I don't want to say monopoly, but maybe that word. Uh, just like in that market, I don't think it would be very easy to enter. Monitor mounts, though, I could absolutely see with the, uh, since Case Labs makes, you know, metal component holders, monitor stands aren't that much different. No, they're not. And it, that's something we could definitely look at. Uh, I certainly wouldn't, you know, we have a great relationship with EK, and uh, I know it would be great to work with them on a project, but it would have to, you know it would have to be something like that. We would work in some kind of a partnership. I definitely not interested. Like I said, I'm not really interested in rebranding something, but uh, you know EK comes out with all the great stuff, and I really like all the guys over at EK. Oh EK, um, when it comes to a lot of water cooling stuff, in fact, the my last custom loop, um, every block was EK. Um, and they just make such quality quality hardware they do and we have it running i think in every water cooled system we've ever done <laughs> it's great <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah ek is is exactly what i was looking into for my water loop that didn't end up you know what now that we got the podcast going again i think i got to go back and finish that loop get my get my computer in a proper proper state again we'll do a very special episode <laughs> maybe maybe i'll get a ryzen and we'll we'll see how the hype train goes for that. Maybe I'll do a whole new build, which I shouldn't really be spending money on, but I might anyways. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a few more questions from the thread, and a lot of people... <laughs> I just love the one comment from Rad Active Lobster, introducing RGB aluminum. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, if only. But... I know we already talked about fans and all that, but again, Red Active Lobster says, will we ever see the option of having built-in sliding dust filters in any of the cases? Screw-on dust filters and magnetic ones are workable, but they're not as easy to clean as slide-in or slide-out filters. Oh, I hear him. And everybody else who's asked for that. Uh, You know, the thing is, there's a huge difference between us, you know, a boutique manufacturer who produces, you know, maybe hundreds of cases versus the, the big guys who produce thousands or even tens of thousands of cases. And the tooling costs for setting up, um, for creating filters like that is prohibitive for somebody as small as we are, especially when you consider the different sizes and the number of different parts we would have to tool up. That being said, yeah, it's definitely on the on our radar to incorporate in future product designs. It's something we're really giving a lot of thought to. Oh, very good. Speaking of <laughs> different features, are there any plans to implement things that are becoming more popular, such as tempered glass or USB 3.1 front panels? And that question comes from Capital PT on the forums. Capital TPT, sorry. Uh, tempered glass... Probably not, only because, you know, for similar reasons, uh, getting it done at, at a you know, cost-effective rate for the mm-hmm. volumes that we produce would be problematic. Uh, it would just add an incredible amount to the overall cost of the case. It's cool, um, but I think we'll probably have to stay away from it for the time being. Uh, the USB panels situation is, you know, kind of similar uh, we we did actually finally tool up our own USB panel uh, in the last uh, few several months uh, just to sort of cut down costs. 
We'll probably, we'll look at doing a new one, but I'm holding off, to be perfectly honest, to see what the requirements are going to be going forward, really what people are going to need. Do we need an HDMI front connector or, you know, the USB-C connectors? What's really going to take hold before we spend the money, which for us is very significant, on retooling the panel that we have? So let's let's just say for, you know, just for fun here, let's just say that tempered glass, you were set up for it, and it was, <clears throat> let's just say it was the same price as Plexi and all that. Pros and cons. And this is open to Jim or Wolf or Cynical. What do you Hello. guys think? <laughs> Hi. Well, just speaking for us, uh, two major concerns come to mind. Uh, one is just shipping it without having the you know parts break. That that's always you know a problem. We we're pretty well known for our shipping, you know, packaging and stuff that it reasonably done. <laughs> but uh, tempered glass introduces a new variable to that, and it's it's tricky to ship a tempered glass panel so it doesn't get broken. The other side of it, unfortunately, especially here in the U.S., is that anytime you have a glass component, you always have you know the product liability issues that go around that, and uh, tempered glass you know minimizes that over say plate glass, which you would never would do as a manufacturer. But uh, there are those concerns as well, and and once again. As a smaller manufacturer, those costs tend to fall disproportionately on, on smaller manufacturers. What are you talking about? I've never seen a single delivery person be rough with a package. <laughs> oh, no, I have never. I've it's seen. never happened. Uh, that's <laughs> that's about the uh, the plate you glass. See, we have, we have a couple of, of real of you know Hall of Famers in, in our pictures of customers that have sent us some pictures of cases that have not quite survived the trip, and and some of them are truly amazing. Your package shattered, as uh, the acronym goes. Well, we had one that had a, uh, a fork from a forklift that actually speared the package. <laughs> uh, another one where someone obviously set, you know, a pallet that must have weighed anywhere from 500 to 1,000 pounds on top of one of the boxes, but off to the side, so that half the package was okay. The other package was crushed to about eight inches. <laughs> So nice. it, it well, you know, it's just like okay, you know, there's just nothing you can do <laughs> when stuff like that happens. It's just like okay, that's it. But uh, <laughs> but you know, one of the things that we do do though, and, and because we you know we are you know a smaller manufacturer, you know, and more boutique, and obviously a higher end. And one of the things that we do do when there is a problem is that we manage the uh, claim process ourselves. You you aren't left out on your own like, you know, trying to negotiate with UPS or FedEx for the damage. We take care of it. We negotiate those claims on, on their behalf. We go ahead and send out a replacement part right away, and then we deal with the claims process to make sure that the customer gets what they need and, you know, we'll deal with all the paperwork nonsense on our side. I mean, nice. one one of the things that I, I can definitely say for your shipping, it it is quite impressive how you guys – ship those out the packaging is amazing and um especially you know you're dealing with parts that are powder coated and um it it speaks to the level of quality that you put into it because when i received mine the box was pretty banged up um from the carrier and everything inside was just perfectly fine and so i can definitely attest 
to the um, your shipping methods. They are fantastic. Oh, thanks. Good to hear. <laughs> but yeah, every once in a while, you just get that odd case, and it's just like, wow, <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, I mean, it's that's definitely going to happen. You know, I, I mean, we when we had um when we had be negative be negative on the show uh, last week or two weeks ago, he, he, we actually discussed the uh case or that build that he had done where it somehow in the post ended up getting pretty significantly damaged um and i guess asus ended up replacing a whole bunch of parts for him because they just felt bad you know here's this wonderful build that he did it was sponsored and they're like here just take more parts man that that you know and the build was amazing it was really cool oh i love the stuff that be negative does it's, it's just amazing stuff <laughs> great to see yeah, it, you know, I I know it's kind of funny. I I one of the things I think that B negative has shown me on that site is that he he it, we've been able to actually watch him grow as a modder and you know, for some people they they don't necessarily show off everything they've learned or what they do. He's he's, you know, in there getting his hands dirty, being an innovator. Um, you know, so to watch him be able to do some of the builds he's done and watch him through, through each build, do something new and try something new. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's very cool to see because I, whenever I hear he's doing a build, it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't matter which case it's in. I always know it's going to be something special and something, you know, worth seeing. So it's worth the wait. It's, you know, worth sitting back and seeing what he does with it. No, for sure. It's, it's, that's honestly one of my favorite parts, like I said, at the start that drew me into OCN was some of the crazy builds that people have done using case labs cases and in other cases and just just in general so the creativity and attention to detail that people put into cases and computer builds is ridiculous i don't think i would i just don't have the attention to detail for it <laughs> not to do a big crazy build like some of these guys anyways yeah the window on my case is on the wrong side so i can't even see inside it Nice. <laughs> uh, Obi Kenobi asks, has Case Labs ever considered a land case, one with handles and mobility in mind? Actually, the bullet has an option, like 20 bucks, add handles to it. Uh, that's kind of exciting, honestly. It's something I've wanted for a long time. Uh, the bullet actually came about with, it, it was something that was in the back of my mind for a long time, but it was a monstrous ATX case, and it was huge and, and you know ridiculously big and kind of stupid, but the idea of having handles on a case, uh, especially we were looking at some of the electronic gear that we've done in the past is was sort of an inspiration for bullet. And, uh, yes, definitely handles make things easier to move around. We have them actually on the bullet builds we have here. We've had handles to all of them. It just, just makes it too easy to move them around. Oh, for sure. And I had a question from Simmons five, seven, two on the forums asking, you mentioned a few times you're a small on the smaller sizes of companies, excuse me, I just forgot how to English for a second there, but you're not a very big company. And how big exactly is case labs? So number of employees, facilities, etc. We're a huge empire. (laughs) (laughs) A huge empire consisting of, uh, we have about 25 employees about maybe of which 10 are dedicated to the case program. The rest are um, general, you know, fabrication um, kinds of uh, staff. So they may be working on case parts or they may be working on some of the other things that we do. 
but uh yeah that's it we're we're definitely not one of the big guys with hundreds or thousands of employees we our sales are not in the 500 million dollar a year category <laughs> so you mentioned half your staff are on other things what other things do you do besides cases well we started out as a job shop actually way back in 1971 so that you know is still part of the business to this day um it, albeit a smaller part but uh there's still a, a component of the business where we that does you know that sort of open into production uh these days we're doing uh, a lot of commercial lighting fixtures for high-end retail stores um restaurant equipment uh you know just things that we make basically for other people uh that was the core business for us up until up until uh you know 2010 um at, hmm. because after the uh you know after the you know quote unquote great recession um yeah everybody you know everybody all of you know all the companies like us you know kind of got knocked back on our heels uh we were fortunate that we were able to survive that because a lot of our competitors did not but yeah things were kind of tough and uh that was the point um in 2010 uh we started thinking well gee you know what can we do to kind of insulate ourselves from, from this kind of thing and uh, I had a you know long background in IT, and you know, of course, obviously I've been I've been involved in this is a family business, so I've been involved in this since I was fourteen. Uh, I won't even tell you how far back that goes. So, <laughs> so two thousand six. Uh, sure, I can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you know I'm thirty two years old. Yeah, ha ha ha. Um, anyway, so it was a chance for me to kind of you know I had one foot in both worlds and. I said earlier, I, I had been building systems for over 20 years and I had a long list of things I hated about uh, cases. So I, I said, okay, this is my chance <laughs> to finally do something the way I want it done. And I don't know if we're going to sell any, but at least I'm going to get a two or three that I'll be able to use forever and ever. So uh, that was kind of how we, you know, the look that we took back in, uh, oh gosh, summer of 2010, I guess, when we were first, you know, really considering doing something like this. No, it's very cool. It's it's funny how <laughs> it almost seems like, you know, you, you try to, it, more often than not, inventions are created or, or new products are created to fill a void or to fill a need that the creator is looking to fill. Someone wants, hey, I, I wish this did this, or I wish... You know, this case had space for my hands in your case, <laughs> or I wish cases had this or this, whatever it is, and someone will make that just for themselves, and then they'll find, hey, other people like this too. Other people were thinking the same thing; they just didn't, might not have the means to make it, and and it works out. And now you're you're one of the big players, I would say, in the high end enthusiast case game. <laughs> Yeah, we were we're a big player in the tiny, tiny top one percent. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like for podcasts. We're 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 a PC and tech enthusiast podcast. Wait, so, we are. Uh, <laughs> and and Rachel Ray, obviously, Rachel Ray makes potatoes, <laughs> PC tech and gaming. Well, those you know, those we, we very had done niche a, things. Sorry, we, go had, on. we had done a lot of you know for years. We've been doing a lot of military hardware, and that was kind of one of the other things I sort of wanted to bring into this because I knew what you know what the commercial case market had to offer, and, and you know we've been obviously buying cases for one reason or another. So I thought you know what if we uh, you know brought over that military background into these cases, and that's what kind of where the slide out motherboard came 
from was because a lot of the military stuff we had everything all the electronics slide out of the panel so they can be serviced more readily so there was definitely that military influence on the early design being able to service readily is very important yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we got a question from rick anderson in the chat right now Are we really no cancel it question yeah now? just <laughs> let's let's just cancel it he ruined the show let's end it just, right now i just waited i just wanted to see you guys reaction <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. we already have we already have one canadian on the show we don't need another one asking questions i mean come on <laughs> i'm just kidding i love canadians but yeah go ahead and ask the question no, no, it's no. I'm not asking anything. Rick Anderson wants. Asked <laughs> he, I can't even find the he, question. He literally just said, "Dude, it's a good question." So he is like greatly <laughs> offended that we aren't even letting you finish. Oh, hey, look! Someone posted a question. Sad fast <laughs> said, "Has Case Labs ever considered doing a beta brand style crowdsource design?" where people submit their own designs and then go to Kickstarter to see if they're popular enough for limited production. That's a terrible question. Why would you ask that? <laughs> hey, Andrews has a good question. Has Case Labs ever considered doing a beta brand style crowdsource design where people submit their own designs and they then go to Kickstarter to see if they're popular enough for limited production? Andrew, that's a great question. This is why you're uh, the best <laughs> staff member on the site. <laughs> But yeah, go go ahead, Jim. Uh, you know, it's that's kind of a cool idea. You know, I, I had never considered doing anything like that, but uh, I definitely wouldn't rule it out. Uh, yeah, uh, it would be definitely be interesting to see the designs that people come up with. Uh, I, I you know, there's a lot of really um, creative, innovative people out there, and some of the things they come up with. They, we we've had a lot of things thrown at us over the last what you know six years. You know, I did. Hey, what if you guys did this? What if you guys did this? And I will admit, we've gotten some great ideas from people. So hell, why not? <laughs> it could be great. And there you have it, folks. No, I mean, it, you know, that was a really good question, Andrews. By the way. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! How long? I, I have a question of my own. How long has case labs been uh i guess a part of of ocn uh actually i think i joined ocn in well in summer of 2010 uh i know we got our own forum i think the, i think it was in november of that year i'm not positive, the oldest post is um oldest post was posted like november 30th 2010 November 2010, it looks like. So it's been, gosh, like six and a half years? Or, yeah, six and a half years. Damn, you old, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. I found his LinkedIn. He's he's uh, getting on in age. <laughs> oh, hey, he's, he got switched. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God! Hey, uh, well, he wasn't telling us his age, so I had to find it myself. Damn it! <laughs> hey, sorry about that. Somehow, Jim got switched to the other channel, or he did it himself. I don't know. I, I, I let air. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's like, you know what? Uh, I'm, he missed I'm that leaving. Whole exchange. <laughs> or, or was it just because we we called you old and you had to run away? Oh, I'm definitely one of the uh, Neanderthals walking the face of the earth in this business. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't I don't think so honestly. <laughs> um by the way, I I don't 
I don't know. Why is Rick Anderson telling us about how he's making orange chicken in his kitchen right now? Because he has nothing better to do. Oh, I don't this... know, but I'm coming over. Yeah, man. Yeah, seriously, really. that sounds good. So, Jim, I, I actually have a question that's not related to manufacturing. Um, what is the game that you are currently playing? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the, the honest truth is I don't have a whole lot of time to play games. Uh, the last one I was playing was Tomb Raider. I'm, I'm looking forward to the new cars cause I definitely like driving Sims, especially ones that have, you know, sort of photorealistic, um, environments. Uh, that's my real interest as far as games. Go. Hang on, hang on. Is this project cars? Yes. Oh, dude, you gotta check out uh, Assetto Corsa. I've never played it, but I'm shilling it for Andrews. Assetto Corsa is awesome. So, Jim, Project Cars is a great game, but Assetto Corsa like takes it to the next level of actual like realism for controls and things like that. Um, you know, I've I've got both, and I actually use a Logitech G27, and I can definitely tell you that. Um, I said, of course, uh, it's more challenging, but it's more fun. Okay, cool. Definitely have to check that out. I, I get all of about 30 minutes a month to play games. So <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not saying that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, uh, you know, we, I work pro- actually close to seven days a week cause I have to design on weekends cause it's just not possible to do that during the week. So I, I and of course my wife, you know, wants to do a few things once in a while too oh video games are way more important yeah really absolutely (laughs) and then uh i also i have a a real passion for astronomy so i just you know spend a little bit of my free time doing that so uh yeah i gotta kind of split things up a little bit but i do love i love um virtual reality and and all the things that go into that i actually have the unreal game engine on my system just so i can create my own environments uh when i have time to do it <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, yeah that that's i i love uh digital graphics and uh and design and um immersive environments like that that's what i really enjoy actually a lot of games what i'll do <laughs> probably should admit this but i'll turn the gameplay down to a very very easy level just so that i can walk around in the environment and kind of enjoy being in it nice that's one way to do it for sure you should try dark souls (laughs) (laughs) nice relaxing gaming experience for the the rare time you can game so so um here's one other driving um sim that i absolutely love and that is cynical's mom Oh, good. You waited for uh, Chucky to show up to do that. (laughs) Good move, Wolf. (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. But, Jim, just so you know, um, you are going to get a copy of Day One Gary's Incident, Care of Wolf Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) No, seriously, Day One Gary's Incident, if you have 30 minutes in a month to play a game, (laughs) It should be day one Gary's Oh, dude, you would you could potentially ruin gaming for this 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 poor man for life. You're the one you're the one giving it to him. <laughs> That's a good point, but at the same time, it is something. It's so funny because we should really have the creators on the show. We really should because oh, God. <laughs> it would be absolutely awesome. 
I'm still waiting for Rachel Ray to come on and Scott McCain. I'm working. Potatoes. I'm working on the Rachel Ray thing, and I'm actually not kidding you. I I have been harassing her in various um, mediums. Oh so I I'm telling you, even if I can only get like a five five second pre recorded clip for the show, she I, I'm gonna get her to do it. I will. So so everybody, we're gonna be taking applications for when Wolf is in jail. For someone to sit in as as a host, so not I. Well, oh wait. By the way, like you know, restraining orders—they mean absolutely nothing when it's Rachel Ray. I mean, I I can. She's already filed a couple against me in a couple different states, so it doesn't matter. I'm still gonna win this war. Ah, but she hasn't filed them in the rest of the states. I understand. You see what I mean? So as long as I'm doing it from like Alaska, you know, because I think I'm down to Alaska. And I think it's South Dakota. So as long as I'm doing it from one of those two, like still contacting her, I'm okay. Yeah. So Jim, as you might be aware now, I hope you didn't give any personal identifying information to Wolf or Cynical because yeah, too late. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, the fact that Cynical would like actually went and found him on LinkedIn, which Jim, I don't know if you heard that part because I. you know, I, I think you, you went on a vacation there r- real quickly. Um, but, yeah, Cynical did apparently find you on social media. I just wanted to find out how long you'd been working there, or how old you were. Oh, no, say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Now you've gone and creeped him out, man. No, I'm oh, an old curmudgeon, that's for sure. Still getting free video games out of it. That's true, and he's getting the best game that's ever been developed for PC gaming ever. Cool. I wonder how many sales we've gotten them. Probably more than they've gotten on their own in ages. I, I wouldn't doubt it if we started getting sued. If it be like, I want my $4 back or 2 or whatever it costs nowadays. Like, you ruined my whole gaming life by recommending this game. And there you have it. Ruining lives and stalking Rachel Ray. That's what we do best. So, uh, Jim, Rick Anderson wants to know if uh, you guys met at Extravalanza. <laughs> <laughs> Every single week. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so... You, just to fill you in, Rick Anderson, every guest we have, it typically... So, sometimes we give him, you know, like, talk powers, you know? And usually the only thing he brings to the conversation is he'll ask every single guest, uh, did I meet you at, uh, extravaganza? And then he'll just talk about it forever. Ah, I see. So we, we, we had to ask at least. And, and Rick Anderson was asking us over and over if you had, uh, if he had met you there, if you, if you remembered him and you know, you hadn't even been. So there you go. <laughs> that is just so funny, man. Now he's just getting mad. He's like, I didn't even ask that. Well, whatever, man. We know you were thinking it. Yeah, so uh, is there anything that you want to ask us as as we kind of close off the night here, Jim? Uh, uh, no. Um, it's been great being here, though. I've really enjoyed it. Really? That's promising. <laughs> well, that's what we have to say anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, overclock.net does get us a little bit of business, so I had to do this, and I had to pretend to like it. That's it. We're done. Overclocked on that way. I I can't have it anymore. These guys, they ask me on the show. They they tell me all these horrible things. They stalk me. I mean, I don't know what's going on anymore. (laughs) 
Seriously, I don't know why I, I gave you it, an it, accent. It, it actually, it has been fun. I've really enjoyed doing this. Well, I'll tell you right now, Jim, like we would love to have you on again for sure. Um, you know, you've, you've been a blast and it's very rare that we get to have an owner of, of the actual company on the show. So it's, it's been an honor. Um, and we really appreciate you giving us your time. Oh, definitely. If we can get a CEO of Intel on next week. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I mean, Hey, we were able to get Jim. So I I think CEO of Intel is, is no problem. Absolutely. Go for it. <laughs> no, I mean that sincerely. Thanks a lot for coming on. And before we go, important question. Nutella, yay or nay? Uh, me, nay, but my wife absolutely loves this stuff. So, 50-50. All right. Interesting. That, that question was asked in honor of our our toast, Frick Frock. Rest in pieces at the he, Elmer's Glue Factory. He's actually holding my chair together right now. Oh, I thought he was your chair. Well, well, yeah, I mean, I basically had him stuffed, but the part that makes glue is actually what's holding him together. So, in turn, I'm sitting on it. <laughs> and on that note, thanks, everybody, for coming out. Cheers. Keep your stick on the ice. I would just like to say that the uh, hedgehog picture that I make is currently on my refrigerator so everybody can see it. That is awesome. And uh, Jim, do you have any anything, any last words you'd like to like to put out there? Uh, just thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, really, I appreciate being on the show. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you, Jim. And uh, I don't have anything to add to the conversation. Um, I'm about to go on a date with Cynical's mom. So, all right. I guess that about does it. Bye. Good night, everybody.